CBHDD is reminding people that the Georgia Crisis and Access Line can help those worried about opioid and stimulant misuse. The toll-free number is online and is active 24-7. More information at opioidresponse.info. From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. If you grumble about paying taxes, you may have another reason to complain. A new investigation shows that Georgia County tax commissioners are allowed to personally profit from the collection of city taxes. Many cities want to pay counties to collect taxes, finding it easier than doing it themselves and hypothetically cheaper. But Georgia is the only state in the region that allows the commissioners to personally profit from the process. And how much they earn is often a mystery, even to the county governments where they work. Georgia News Lab is behind the investigation. It's a collaboration between Georgia journalism students, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and WSB-TV. And it is embedded here in the GPB newsroom. UGA graduate Anila Yogafen Yoganathan compiled the data for the News Lab story. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And fellow Bulldog Aaron Schilling helped to write the resulting story. Hello. Hi. Thank you for being here. And David Armstrong, he leads the News Lab. He's a veteran journalist. David, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having us. Now, Aaron, I'm going to start with you as one of the main writers on the story. So give us what reporters call the nut graph. What's the central takeaway of this investigation? Yeah. So essentially, after the investigation, we found dozens of Georgia tax commissioners supplemented their salaries by thousands of dollars in this largely unregulated fee system. So there's no cap on the negotiations that they can make with the cities in order to collect these personal fees. Um, And so we found, yeah, essentially dozens of them have been supplementing their salaries. How much money are we talking about? Um, So I would say the most is the Fulton County Tax Commissioner, and with the fees, he makes about $390,000 a year. So that's salary plus these fees. Yes, salary plus the fees, and those numbers are from 2017. Um, And then also DeKalb County Tax Commissioner, uh, he makes about $296,000 a year with the fees and a salary. And then Henry County, David Curry, who is currently now um, been promoted to the Department of Revenue, uh, he makes 199000 or did make 199000 a year and had about $53,000 in fees. So, Anila Yoganoff, and you were the data collector. Let's talk about how you got this information about how the money that county tax commissioners make. You filed more than 500 open records requests and reached out to get data from Georgia's 159 counties, as well as city and tax commissioners. So, legally, open records requests must get a response of some sort in three days in Georgia. Georgia. Did people just turn over the numbers? I really wish that was the case. Um, You know, we started out requesting from the counties, from the 159 counties. We requested salary information for the tax commissioners, and we were really just trying to figure out what's going on here, who's collecting city taxes, who isn't. And from there, we trimmed down the list, you know, excluding unified governments and such, and then we went to the tax commissioners. And that's when it got a little bit hinky. you know, records officers between the county and the tax commissioners, they kind of uh, forward each other's records requests to one another. So things got a little confusing there. Uh, And the main thing we were asking the tax commissioners for, in addition to fee information, we wanted to get the contracts. And so there were sometimes holdups with getting those contracts. And because we were short on time, we had to go to the cities and ask for them. 
and we also went to election divisions to ask for financial disclosure reports. So there was a lot of going back and forth with people and clarifying for what we needed. You know, when we started this, we didn't exactly know what we would find and what we were looking for. But there were definitely some records officers that were really great about providing records and answering questions and giving us answers that we needed from the very beginning. And you found that it wasn't just obfuscation, but some people just didn't know. Yeah, yeah. There were situations where, you know, all three parties were kind of very confused about what was going on and what we were asking. And, you know, we started from the standpoint where we were just looking into this. So, you know, it was hard for us to try and figure out the information as we went along. I know there are a lot of counties, but did you find in all counties that tax commissioners profit from collecting city taxes? No, no, that's not necessarily the case. We had we had a good amount where tax commissioners uh, did profit off of it. I think the last number we had was about forty eight, mm-hmm. um, at least forty eight that do. So, Erin, no, no other neighboring states handled the collection of city taxes like this. Had they ever? Um, I think there was something with Alabama um, used to do it in this way, and then they stopped. In I want to say the 90s. Yeah, in the 80s or 90s, they discontinued this practice. They run a fee system for many decades, similar to ours. Other states have not allowed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are there other instances of county officials personally profiting from fee for services, or is it just in this tax collection? As far as you know. As far as I know, it's just in the tax collection, okay. but I couldn't be sure. But more investigation, and that's what <laughs> you guys are doing, and we'll be continuing to. Now, David, Georgia News Lab works in collaboration with the AJC, and that paper did report on similar shenanigans, let's say, from Fulton County Tax Commissioner Arthur Ferdinand in 2013. That was about fees for the sale of tax liens. Can you just summarize what happened in that case? Yeah. Um, So it was perfectly legal at the time, but um, in addition to collecting these fees for uh, city taxes, uh, Arthur Ferdinand was uh, collecting fees for the sale of uh, liens on properties. Uh, He got 50 cents for every sale of a lien. Uh, So he was getting tens of thousands on dollars tens of thousands of dollars on top of his uh, salary and on, and on top of the many tens of thousands of dollars that he was getting for the collection of these uh, taxes. Now, this was the optics on this were pretty bad, um, you know, that uh, the city uh, were, uh, or the, sorry, I'm sorry, the legislators looked at this and thought that there was an, ins- this was being incentivized, the sale of these liens was being incentivized by these fees. And so that was uh, discontinued in 2017. Did that story from Fulton County inspire this investigation? Well, the fact that WSB and the AJC had looked at both uh, Fulton and DeKalb and the fees that were being collected, these very high fees that uh, uh, both uh, Arthur Ferdinand and Irvin Johnson and DeKalb received, was kind of the starting point. Uh, the question became, is this happening anyplace else? And so we agreed to look into that question. That was the genesis of our of our investigation. That's David Armstrong. He's head of the Georgia News Lab. And my guests, Anila Yoganathan and Aaron Schilling, are among the journalist students from the Georgia News lab who broke an interesting story and a big story really about tax commissioners from counties in Georgia collecting money personally from collection of fees of city taxes. So technically, what the commissioners are doing, perfectly legal. So to get the other side of the story, Georgia News Lab reached out to the Georgia Association of Tax Commissioners. They call it GATO. We on Second Thought followed up with that and asked GATO's president, Tabitha DePriest, for a comment on your story. She's Worth County Tax Commissioner. Tax commissioners are constitutional officers charged with collecting county taxes. Per Georgia Code Section 48-5-359.1, 
tax commissioners may contract with cities in their county to collect that city's taxes as well. Okay, so she is, again, saying this is perfectly legal. Anila, she's saying this extra work and liability requires extra pay. How much work and pay are we talking about here? So from the tax commissioners that we had talked to, we had reached out to many of them to try and understand how this kind of works. So essentially how this system works is that if you are in a city, there is a county tax and there is a city tax. So for you know, the tax commissioner is already doing the county tax. For them to do the city's tax is essentially an extra step in the process. It doesn't necessarily take extra time. Uh, what will happen is, is that they will write an extra line on the bill. It's the same properties, same person, same type of bill. And, you know, they'll change the millage rate because it might be different from the county and just do the calculations based on that. And Many of these tax commissioners will have staff to help them out. There's also computer software. So it's just an extra step in the process. But that computer software, that staff costs money, obviously. Yes, but they're already using it for the county taxes as it is. So So she says that they're on the hook. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a liability there. Do we have did you find any records of tax commissioners being held liable for tax penalties or otherwise? Uh, Many of the cases we had seen had involved uh, criminal issues, criminal actions. And one of the things that we had realized is that it's the same type of liability when you're working with the county taxes. It's the exact same type of liability. So. The Gaetan president also told us that effectively voters hold the power here. This is an additional duty that puts extra responsibility and liability on tax commissioners, not on the county. When tax commissioners and cities enter into these contracts, they are no different than any other contract the city approves and votes on in public meetings. They have the choice, as with the hundreds of other decisions they make each year, to contract with us or not. The cities choose the most practical and affordable solution for their operations, and in most instances, they contract with organizations, people, or entities that provide the knowledge, confidence, and accountability. By contracting with tax commissioners, cities save a substantial amount of money, therefore saving the taxpayers as well. Okay, so she clearly sounds like she's reading a statement, I would say, but she is saying that, hey, voters can show up at city and government meetings and demand change and elect lawmakers. They also elect lawmakers who could regulate this practice. County tax commissioners also elected. So the News Lab team interviewed some average folks for this story. Did residents who are voting on these positions seem to know what's happening? Erin, do you want to pick that up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we mostly interviewed people in Henry County, and none of them really seemed to know what their tax commissioner was up to. And then just based on the responses that we've gotten from the story so far on Twitter and from state lawmakers, it doesn't, like, everyone has been very surprised by this, and so it doesn't really seem like anyone has really realized that this fee system was going on. So in addition to what Gato president said, the other argument is that it is still cheaper for cities to pay a fee for tax collection than do it themselves. So, David, what happened in Tift County? Right. Um, so it, in theory, yes, it can be cheaper. And for some c- smaller cities, it, it probably is cheaper. Uh, the Tift County Commissioner makes the argument that the city of Tifton is getting a good deal out of this, that they are benefiting from having the county do it. Uh, what happens there is that the uh, the tax commissioner in the county split about $82,000. So the tax commissioner is getting $41,000 on top of his $72,000 salary, I believe, if I've got that correct. And, um, you know, then then says that this is a, a, a good deal. 
the, I think there's a fair uh, argument to be made that you know they may be getting uh, maybe cheaper, but it would be cheaper yet for them if the tax commissioner wasn't getting this additional fee on top of on top of what the county is getting to reimburse its costs. So the tax commissioner is getting a fee from this. How about the people who are actually doing the work that uh, Anila just pointed out to us? In some cases, the tax commissioners will compensate their staff in some ways. Uh, we did find some of that. In many cases, we find that they do not. There's no requirement that they do. The money goes to the tax commissioners. Um, in, some, in some counties, some of the uh, fees that go back to the counties will supplement the office and then uh, and underwrite some of the costs of, the, of the, uh, the staff's salary. But there's no requirement that staff get anything. The fees are uh, negotiated with between the tax commissioners in the cities. So it, you've been working on this for months, and Anila, it took your team five months to compile this data for the whole state. I'm wondering about a constituent, say, you know, someone with a full-time job and kids. Could they easily get this information just for her, his or her county? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really excellent question. Um, I think uh, the main part of this process was really getting the records. And so I think you know, something that every citizen should look into is what are their state's open records law and having that knowledge going into the process. But for this for this story specifically, it really might just come down to where do you live? What county do you live in? Because some counties have very few cities, and especially they may not contract with all, all of the cities. But if you are in, say, a county that has multiple cities, like Fulton County, it might be even more difficult to get those records or to understand what's going on. We're still kind of detangling that one. Um, you know, it's, it's possible. Um, I'm not sure if it's probable, but I think the odds increase if you just happen to be a journalist. Anila Yoganathan, also with us, Aaron Schilling and David Armstrong, all from the Georgia News Lab. We're talking about their investigation into the fees county tax commissioners personally collect to collect taxes for cities. Now, stay with us. We're going to go further with that. But we'd love to know, what do you think of this? Are you fine with your city's tax dollars going to the county tax commissioners for those fees? Do you want the practice to stop or would you just like more transparency? You can join the conversation on our Facebook group, GBB Radio's On Second Thought, or you can reach us on Twitter at OST Talk. We're at OnSecondThought at GBB.org email. And we've also posted a link to the Georgia News Lab story on social media. And we'll link to that later at gpbnews.org. I'm Virginia Prescott. Stay with us for more On Second Thought. We are back with On Second Thought from GPB. I'm Virginia Prescott, continuing to learn about an investigation into fees paid by cities to counties to collect taxes. Turns out the county tax commissioners get to personally profit from that money. And who broke this story? Georgia News Lab. It's a collaboration between Georgia journalism students, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and WSB-TV. The News Lab HQ is embedded right here in GPB's newsroom. And with me today, UGA undergrads Anila Yoganathan and Aaron Schilling and News Lab head David Armstrong. And we'd love to see what you think. You can join the conversation on our Facebook group, GPB Radios on Second Thought. So far, we've got a lot of angry and wow emoji on the Facebook page. <laughs> we would love to hear from you too, whatever your reaction. We're also on Twitter at OST Talk, or you can email us on secondthought at gpb.org. David, I'm going to turn to you. Let's use Arthur Ferdinand as kind of a test case. We mentioned state lawmakers stopped tax commissioners like him from collecting fees on the sale of liens. Now, to get a sense of how easy it is to change this, what happened with that system? How long did that take? 
Well, that one was actually fairly quick uh, once it was brought to people's attention. Uh, the fact is that Ferdinand was the only uh, tax commissioner who was engaging in that practice. The optics of it were particularly bad because it seemed like he was incentivizing collections on liens that he was, in, in fact, um, uh, issuing. So there were, and the county was losing out on this. So there were a lot of reasons why that would be objected to. I think the the, the fee situation with the city taxes is a little bit different. Mm. Anila, Governor Brian Kemp recently named David Curry state revenue commissioner. He was Henry County's tax commissioner previously. I take it from your reporting, he is not likely a change maker on this issue. Well, Mr. Curry's only really been in office for a few weeks. Um, and I don't believe in his new position, he really has uh, any sort of direct authority over what tax commissioners do and what they don't do. Um, but I will say, though, that he did Uh, benefit from the fee system as a tax commissioner previously. I'm curious about the response that you've had to this reporting so far. Erin, what have you been seeing? Yeah, so we've seen uh, state lawmakers who have been talking about it and who have been saying that they need to make change to the system. We've gotten a lot of I've gotten a lot of emails of people asking what's happening in their own county, and everyone just seems very like surprised and angry that it's happening. Yeah, and you've seen stuff on social media, heard from a couple of state reps, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is a big deal. I mean, counties and cities have power here. Cities say it would be more expensive to collect taxes themselves. Why is it cheaper for counties, Anila? Can you give us a sense of that? Well, for counties, they already have the tax office set up. When you're a new city, you don't necessarily have that, and you're already you know, looking for other resources to set up shops. So counties already have that staple. So it's easy for the cities to essentially go and say, well, you were con- you're collecting county taxes already. So do you mind just collecting our city taxes as well? So can counties tell tax commissioners they can't use those resources unless they were to turn over the fees? I think it varies county by county, as this entire system does. Um, It really just kind of depends on, you know, the different county and what their authority is. I mean, we've seen in Gwinnett County where the tax commissioner does the city's taxes, and there are multiple cities that um, he or she does taxes for. Um, And the money, it goes, the fee money goes to the county. And so, you know, the county even says in its contracts and says that we calculate how much uh, it takes for us to do these taxes. So that's the amount that the city pays to them. But then you have Henry County, where the county is party to the contract, uh, and all of the money uh, went to Mr. Curry. Well, that's one of the things. You're talking about, you know, the disparities here between counties. I mean, some of Georgia's poor counties and cities could really use what amounts to sometimes tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why might they want to consider a review of this fee system? Or, you know, why might they be fine with the status quo? Anyone want to pick that up? Yeah, so... The review of the fee system, they could be using this money for other things. Like they could be going, it could be going to, you know, county or city infrastructure or whatever and not going personally to the tax commissioner. Um, But then on the other side, there are uh, cities who are getting a good deal. Like you have cities that have, say, a two man office and they don't have the resources um, to collect their taxes. So it is better to go to the county. And there are counties like what Anila was saying that don't personally, the tax commissioners don't personally profit from it. And it does end up being a better deal. David, I'm thinking this is the kind of investigative journalism that few news outlets have budgets for anymore. What has it meant for these student journalists? And what do you think it means going forward? Well, 
we're very fortunate to be able to work with great students from a variety of universities who come with a very strong passion for doing this kind of work and take to the training and really sort of uh, apply themselves to doing this sort of stuff. This wasn't easy. What it says is that young people can do this work and we're trying to produce young reporters who can step into newsrooms and straight out of the box be ready to go doing high level work. Both Anila and Aaron are currently uh, investigative interns at the AJC and right from day one they're able to be part of the team and helping them to do more of what they really are, are great at and helping to supplement their work. All right, Anila, Aaron, you got the bug now? <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Anila Yoganathan and Aaron Schilling participating in the Georgia News Lab. And as you hear, a lot more. David Armstrong, their leader, thank you all so much for being here. Thank, thank you for thank having you. us. Now, we did post a link to their story on our social media pages. You can go to our Facebook group or on Twitter at OST Talk. We will link to it later from our GPB news.org page as well. So what do you think? You can join the conversation. Again, Facebook group, GBB Radio's On Second Thought, or on Twitter at OST Talk, or you can email us on second thought at gpb.org, or leave a message. We're at 404-500-9457.